Our priest is a dying man. The dying men, women, youth. And I will preach as though I will never preach again. So God, God has his reasons for why he saves us in stages. Sanctifies us slowly, makes us fill up every day at his pump. Lest we forget where the gas comes from. Welcome to Follow Me to Heaven, where God's word is truth and your questions matter. I am your host, Jonathan Romero, and today we're going to be focusing on two verses of chapter 1. So we're going to read from Colossians chapter 1, verses 1, all the way through verse 8. And we're going to focus on 7 and 8 today. And this is what the word of the Lord says. It says, Paul an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world, it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth, just as you heard it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. So yeah, so we're going to be focusing on verses 7 and 8 today. So reading back on verse 7, it says, Just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. And just to let you guys know, I am reading from the ESV. Um, but I like to go back and forth from the ESV and also the NLT uh, just for reference, for uh, help in understanding portions of scripture, uh, the NLT is more phrase for phrase, and the ESV is uh, along the lines of more word for word. Um, so I like the ESV when I'm doing deep studies uh, of God's word, when I'm taking apart words and what is the Greek of this specific word. Um, and in the NLT, um, it's more of like a help of understanding a specific text. And in the NLT, it says, you learned about the good news of Epaphras, our beloved co-worker. He is Christ's faithful servant, and he is helping us on your behalf. Um, they are saying the same thing. Um, it's given us the same understanding of what uh, this verse is saying, um, but it makes it easier to understand or helpful, right? Because it says you learned about the good news from Epaphras. That's the NLT. The ESV says just as you learned it from Epaphras. So what is it? Well, the NLT says it's the good news. And it, if we look back before 
in verse 5, it says, Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before, where? In the word of the truth, the gospel. So this gospel is what they learned from who? It says from Epaphras. So the it is in reference to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this gospel was preached, right, from Epaphras. Epaphras, it says here, our beloved fellow servant. Uh, what a beautiful um, description of this brother in Christ. Um, Epaphras has been a help to Paul in encouraging him. Here we see that this Epaphras brought news uh, to Paul about the Colossians, about uh, their faithfulness towards God, right, with their love. Because it says in verse 4, Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, right? We spoke about that. And that is coming from Epaphras. Epaphras is letting Paul know about these Colossians, so the Christians at Colossae. And it says, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. Epaphras may have been cellmates with Paul, uh, but more than that, he was Paul's fellow prisoner in Christ. Um, so you might be asking, where, where am I getting that from? Well, let's go to Romans chapter 16, verse 7. Um, if you're taking notes, Romans chapter 16, verse 7, it says, Greet Andronicus and Junia, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners. They are well known to the apostles, and they were in Christ before me. So, here's a couple people. Uh, they may have been a married couple, uh, because Junia could be a woman's name. Um, but what we know here, according to the word, it says, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners, right? They are well known to the apostles, and they were in Christ before me. So we know that. We know that Paul had fellow prisoners, right? And if we go to Philemon, again, if you're taking notes, Philemon verse 23. There's only one chapter in Philemon. So uh, verse 23, it says, Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends greetings to you. So now we are getting that Epaphras was with Paul. And it says here, my fellow prisoner. They could have been cellmates with one another. And if we go back to the book we are studying, Colossians. Colossians chapter 4, uh, verse 12. Verse 12, it says, Epaphras, who is one of you, speaking to the Colossians, a servant of Christ Jesus greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers, that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has worked hard for you and for those in Laodicea and in Areopolis. So, this is Epaphras. This is Epaphras. This Epaphras... Um, according to this, it looks like he was a praying brother, a 
fellow servant of Christ who prayed. It says, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. Let me ask you a question. Have you prayed for your brothers and sisters? Have you prayed for them that they also may stand mature, that they also may be fully assured in all the will of God? You know, there's a lot of people who struggle with their assurance in, uh, in Christ. And the reason being is because of sin, the indwelling sin uh, that the Lord is still working within us, purifying us, right? We are being sanctified day by day. And I say that we are to be more sanctified today than we were yesterday, and we are to be more sanctified tomorrow than we were today. And that is done by God's Word. The Word of God brings knowledge to us in understanding who God is, understanding who we are, and how we are to better worship the Lord. We are to worship God in spirit and in truth. And truth is found in God's word, right? So going back here, uh, verse seven, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. And we got a little glimpse of that in Colossians chapter four and how he struggled in his prayers for them. Uh, what a, beautiful description of a servant of Christ, of one who is doing the Lord's work. Uh, Epaphras was a, um, as we read in the word, he may have been cellmates with Paul, and if not, they were next to each other. But they were in prison. So we must look at this and see why are they in prison? Well, we know Paul was imprisoned for his faith. Every time that he would be thrown in prison, uh, the reason being is because of his faith in Christ and his proclamation of the truth, right? Making Christ known, making Christ the centermost important piece of anything that anybody should know. People should know who Christ is and what he has done for us and why he did what he did for us. He sought to know nothing among the, uh, the Corinthians except Christ and him crucified. The gospel, the gospel was centermost uh, important thing to know. And Paul even said that, that this is the, the first of importance, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried and on the third day rose from the grave in accordance with the scriptures. So this is what Epaphras brought to the Colossians. This gospel, this gospel that he preached to them and now there are Christians, there are believers at Colossae. And we see that he has been a faithful servant of Christ. Because we are seeing the fruit of salvation amongst uh, the people of Colossae. What did, what did Epaphras say earlier? Well, we know that it says, Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, that's one, and of the love that you have for all the saints, that's two. These two things. Uh, could be summed up in love God and love neighbor. That's what we're called to do. We're called to love our brothers and sisters, and we're called to love God. But that is only possible through the Holy Spirit, and we will touch on that a little bit, a little bit later. Uh, 
And here, it says, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, uh, the word beloved in the Greek is a, um, is a type that is only possible through Christ. This kind of beloved um, is from one believer to another, right? And it says uh, the fellow servant. So our beloved fellow servant. What is a, a fellow? What is a fellow servant? Well, the Greek word is sundulos, which literally means of servants of the, of the same divine Lord. That's crazy. That is mind-blowing. Seeing this and knowing that the same Christ that Paul is preaching is the same Christ that we all are to preach in our preaching and our bringing people to the knowledge of God in them, right? This gospel never changes. God's word never changes. It doesn't evolve. God's word stands true thousand years ago, today, a thousand years later. God's word remains to be true. And we must understand that the gospel never changes either. The gospel stays the same. It's the same Christ and the same thing that he did 2,000 years ago on the cross is what he is doing now. He is bringing people uh, to himself by the preaching of this gospel that we can be reconciled to God through our repentance of our sins and our faith in Christ alone, right? We must not trust in our own good works because God says, he regards our good works as dirty rags. Dirty rags. So we must not offer up our good works as if we are going to get God's favor by doing so. Instead, we must put our faith in Christ alone for our salvation, knowing that he did what we are unable to do. So going back here, we see that Epaphras was a fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. And in the NLT, it says that he is Christ's faithful servant and he is helping us on your behalf. Or you could say he is ministering us on your behalf. Epaphras not only preached the gospel, not only was he a faithful servant of Christ, but he was also an encouragement to Paul and all of those who were with them. Uh, so much so that he ended up as possible cellmates with Paul. It's amazing to read things like this because we see that there's many, many brothers out there doing the Lord's work. And a lot of times we overlook that. A lot of times we overlook what people are doing uh, by the Holy Spirit, uh, for God's glory in this world. Um, like I said earlier in an earlier episode, uh, a, a brother in the Lord, I believe he is a brother in the Lord. He wrote to me and he asked me, how am I doing in the Lord? That is encouraging. And this is from somebody I do not know who he is. But he one day 
added me on Facebook and then he messaged me and asked me, how am I doing in the Lord? That is uh, encouraging and also humbling. Because what if I am not doing well in the Lord? Uh, what if that is something I needed to hear in order to move me towards God and repent uh, from my negligence of his word? Um, my faultless faultness of reading his word as I ought to, knowing that we must abide by God's word. Um, so yeah, it's it's an amazing thing to, to see what the, the brothers and sisters are doing around the world, and we must pray for them. Even if we don't know who they are, we must pray uh, for our beloved brothers and sisters. Uh, that is only possible through Christ, by the Holy Spirit. So, and then we go to verse 8, right? It says, And has made known to us your love in the Spirit. Again, like I said, I love reading the NLT as well to to help understand. Um, yes, it's straightforward that has Epaphras has made known to Paul and all of those who are there, uh, their love in the spirit. But this is what the NLT says. It says he has told us about the love for others that the Holy Spirit has given you. It's more of, more of an expounding of what the ESV is saying, right? Remember, the ESV is more word for word, and I love reading the ESV. And the NLT uh, is more phrase for phrase. Um, it captures the main idea um, without distorting the word of God. But yeah, that's what it says in NLT. He has told us about the love for others. So now we're getting in context of what uh, has been made known to Paul and the others that are there. The love in the spirit their love for others. So how did Paul know about the Colossians? Well, it was Epaphras who told Paul about the Christians at Colossae. Now, let me ask you the, another question. What did Epaphras tell Paul about the Christians there? Well, about the love and the spirit that they have for one another, right? And this love is a love that comes from God himself. This is a love that can only be projected or given, shown, because of God. God reveals his love to us, and we are to emulate that and show that to others. We must count others more significant than ourselves, right? Love for God and love for one another is made possible only through the Holy Spirit, who is God. I want to read something out of the uh, the London Baptist Confession of Faith of 1689. Um, and the one I have is on page 24, which is uh, chapter 15 of Repentance Unto Life and Salvation. Uh, paragraph 3. So this is what it says. It says, The saving repentance is an evangelical grace, whereby a person, being by the Holy Spirit made sensible of the manifold evils of his sin, doth by faith in Christ humble himself for it with godly sorrow, destation of it, 
and self-abhorrency, praying for pardon and strength of grace, with a purpose and endeavor, by supplies of the Spirit, to walk before God unto well-pleasing in all things. So one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit, it says, this saving repentance is an evangelical grace, right? Unmerited favor. This is good. Whereby a person being by the Holy Spirit made sensible of the manifold evils of sin. So the Holy Spirit reveals the evilness of sin. The Holy Spirit reveals to us our need of saving from our sins. And the Holy Spirit reveals to us that there is only one Savior, and that is Jesus Christ. Again, we go back to verse 7, uh, talking about just as you learned it, learned the gospel from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. And what did this gospel do since you heard of your faith? In verse 4, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven of this, you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel, right? And it's bearing fruit, it says, and increasing more and more people are coming to Christ. It's being revealed. Go to Galatians chapter 5. And just to get in context, we're going to read from verse 19. So this is what it says, starting in verse 19 of chapter 5 in Galatians. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the things and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Here's the contrast. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Right? So the crucifying of the flesh with its passions and desires are all of those things that are the works of the flesh. Right? And then we got that contrast of the fruit of the Spirit, which was all of those that I listed. And then it says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. You see, what the Holy Spirit does within us, it changes, um, changes us, changes our desires. We no longer want uh, to act in the flesh. Now, we do struggle uh, with our sin, our indwelling sin, and we hate it. Uh, the Holy Spirit reveals to us how filthy that is. And it is our sin that put Christ on a cross in the first place. We must get away from that and put that to death, right? And what happens after that? It says, but the fruit of the Spirit, this is what we are to show. And this is what we are seeing that the Colossians are doing. They are showing this with their love for one another. They are showing love joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And why do I say that? That they are showing that? Well, because that's what the Holy Spirit does. And you show love to one another. You show joy and peace and patience. People are seeing this and witnessing this, right? Kindness and goodness, faithfulness. That's not only toward God, but also toward one another. Gentleness and self-control against such things. There is no law, right? So all of these things are shown to others. We show others our self-control, our gentleness, and our faithfulness towards one another, our goodness to each other, kindness, right? Our patience, right? Uh, that is something we all at some point uh, lacked or may still lack. Um, it, it's, it's difficult to be patient, isn't it? Um, sometimes we ask the Lord to do something and it seems like the Lord is quiet and he's not really responding or doing anything. Um, that's where we must show the fruit of the Spirit, right? We must show patience and trust in the Lord, right? Who is God? God is the creator of all things. God is the one who spoke everything into existence and created you. Not only that, he knew you before you were born. He knows uh, the number of hairs on your head, if you have any. And also, he knows every single star in the heavens. He knows them by name. So how much more does God know you? And I would say, if you are a believer, if you are a Christian, right, a Christ follower, one who has repented from their sins and put their faith in Christ alone, I would say practice these things. Show love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Show that to one another. Show them your love in the Spirit. Right? What does Jesus say about our love for one another. That's how the world will know that we are his disciples. Our love for one another. So I cannot stress that enough that we are to love one another. And how do we do that? By showing that. But also what did Epaphras do as we are told in chapter 4 for the, for the believers? Well, it says, verse 12 of chapter 4 in Colossians, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you always struggling on your behalf in his prayers. I would say pray for your brothers, pray for your sisters in the Lord, especially those uh, in your local church. Uh, because our love for one another uh, is first seen there. They are our closest neighbors. We are to love on them and help them and, and pray for them. Struggle in your prayers for them. Make your petitions known to God. And it says here, what is the purpose of him struggling on, his behalf, on behalf of them in his prayers? It says that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. 
what a beautiful example of how we ought to pray as well. We are to pray for our beloved brothers and sisters that they may stand mature. Well, how you do that? Well, by being sanctified by God's word. The Holy Spirit reveals to us understanding of his word. Shows us um, what no other person uh, can be shown apart from God. The word of God is alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God pierces through bone and marrow even down to the soul. It transforms people. And that's what we're after. We're after transformation and the reason being is because God is after his glory. We must understand the reason why we are to grow in knowledge of him is that God may be glorified. Right? Our knowledge of him is important, and that is only found through his word. Right, We know God exists when we look at creation. We know more about this God who exists in his word. And this is God, the creator of all things, the one and only true God, Yahweh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three divine persons in one trinity, right? This is God. And he calls us to repent from our sins. Calls us to put our faith in Christ. And he calls us to read his word. He calls us to be sanctified. The Lord Jesus prayed for us. Prayed for the believers that we may be sanctified. That we may be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And that is done through his word. We learn what God wants us to learn in his word. This is Follow Me to Heaven with Jonathan Romero.